Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, thanks for tuning in this afternoon. Bob Getty of the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. Kelly Santer is with me. He is at Ramey Motors down in Purvis. We'll be joining Kelly and Michael Mergens here in just a couple of moments. I want to thank you for tuning in around the state. Whatever affiliate you tuned in on or if you're online, we're glad to have you on the Eagle Hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We always love to promote Dickie's and what a great place to enjoy some delicious food this weekend. They're open seven days a week and uh, you can enjoy food in the restaurant or you can take it home. They'll even deliver it to you. But when you choose barbecue, be sure to choose Dickie's. All right. Baseball coach Scott Berry is going to be our guest today. And uh, I know we've got a lot of listeners who've told me they're looking forward to hearing from him. Uh, this week after the conclusion of the 2021 baseball season. And, Coach, first of all, uh, thank you, sir, for your time. I I know you're disappointed uh, that you didn't win the regional, but what an incredible and really inspiring effort by your baseball team, Coach. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Bob. I appreciate that. And and, uh, I'll tell you, I couldn't be more proud of uh, a bunch of young men who – you know, I lived on the inside of it, watching day in, day out what happens uh, with this group, and not just on the outside of uh, what a fan sees, but just watching this group grow from the beginning of the season to the end and, and how they matured and, and, and really just continued to improve and develop as, as we got deeper in the season. And I honestly believe we were playing our best best baseball at the at the end of the year when it when it counted uh you know certainly with uh, with some of those were, were losses but uh the effort and and uh, the moments of of continuing to battle and uh, dealing with some adversity to overcome you know not to mention in the last game down nine runs and to be able to to come back and and uh you know give ourselves a chance there all the way to the end uh, as a head coach and, uh, you know, what, uh, what the leader of, of this program, uh, I, I was very, very pleased with our guys. Well, no question. And I've heard so many Southern Miss fans this week express their pride to me uh, about the way the baseball team performed all year. Coach, I know you played two really big-time games uh, on Sunday. You eliminated Florida State. You beat uh, Ole Miss on their home field. Just, just an incredible day. Uh, and then uh, when the game was supposed to be played on Monday night, that gets switched uh, late. Uh, you you bring your team out early. Then there's a rain delay, and then the game is restarted, even though, according to ESPN, it was still raining pretty hard when the game restarted. What effect do you think that had on your baseball team, uh, the, the strain of coming back in the morning after such a tough day and then having to deal with the rain delays? Well, you know, I mean, of course, I don't think there's any other sport that has to deal with those variables that you just mentioned. I mean, baseball, it seems like that's just part of it. You know, that's uh, par for the course. So, 
but you know, I knew coming back, uh, I, I was thrilled to learn when um, we were playing at six o'clock on Monday because I felt like that would give us ample rest time that we right. needed after after Sunday's doubleheader and, and beating Florida State and Ole Miss, two emotional games, uh, both elimination games, and for us to survive. And then all of a sudden, I come out of the, the post game press conference and find out that the game's at twelve oh six on Monday. They've moved it up. And, oh, by the way, we've got COVID tests at 8 o'clock in the morning. And so it was like, holy cow, uh, this thing's going to turn around really quick. But no excuses. we got to get ready to play. And that was a message for the team. Of course, we, we got to the field and sat around and finally got the game started at 2.36, only to uh, experience a rain delay a little bit later. Uh, actually, it was a lightning delay is what it was. And... Uh, but, you know, we just, in the, in the locker room in that lightning delay, we, we had a discussion about, you know, our body language needs to clean up. Uh, you know, I know we're down. we got a lot of game left. We've played too good at this point to, to, to not go back out there and give every bit of effort with no excuses. Let's just leave it on, on the field, everything we have. And certainly I feel like that's what 100% those guys did. No. Obviously we're disappointed and not – Make that to the Super Regional, having the last two years been to a final game, uh, last two regionals, I should say, 19 at, at LSU, and right. this year, 21. So we're still trying to get over that hump, and I understand that's our goal, and that's where we're trying to go, for sure. Right. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple things at you. You may not know this. Jack Duggan sent this to me this morning. Uh, he's always on the ball. A couple of stats that he uh, suggested that you and I talk about on the show today. He said the baseball team fielded uh, fielded uh, .975, which is the fourth highest ever fielded in a season. Your baseball team only committed 50 errors all year, which was the fewest since 1975. And you did not have one guy commit more than 10 errors all season, which was the first time uh, in almost 10 years that had happened. Were you aware of those stats, Coach? Well, I didn't, I didn't know about the since 1975. Uh, but, but I knew that the 975 was, uh, was a good fielding average for us. And it, it really enabled us to, to help win a lot of baseball games. Um, you know, I knew that we played really good baseball in Oxford. Uh, we only had one error in the five games at, at in Oxford. People ask me all the time, uh, you know, do you do you see a difference going from synthetic grass that you play on to natural grass? Does that seem to bother? And I, I thought, no, it really doesn't. Because hmm. number one, our our field and, and what field turf has been able to develop the type of synthetic grass we have, it plays a lot like natural grass. So. I really never did see any uh, disadvantage going from our field to a natural grass field, and certainly uh, I think the statistics support that when you look at it. It didn't seem to bother us at all, but it was a big part of our success this year, obviously, um, and, uh, and and one that played played into it. Right, uh, Coach I th- Kelly Sanders down in Purvis. Uh, Kelly may have a question or two for you. Kelly, can you hear us? I do, Coach. Good afternoon to you. Uh, on this very program, Coach Barry, I thought that you know people say, "What what is the main thing that led to you know the success of this season?" I always pointed out that I thought it was the overall season long health of your pitching staff, top to bottom. Would you agree? And where would that fit in your list of uh, contributing factors to have that having the great season that you had? Oh, 100%. I mean, certainly staying healthy and those guys not missing any starts and, 
And uh, going from day one to the last game, uh, you know, I thought they really maintained their, their velocity and their strength. And um, certainly uh, there in the first half of the season, we were hanging our hat on that pitching in defense because offense was lagging behind. And, you know, as it, as it turns out, you know, as I look back and I look at all programs across the country, for the most part, the offenses were behind. Uh, you know, I think a lot of that was two-thirds of the year last year uh, was, was shut down due to COVID. So hitters, uh, all of a sudden, their reps against live pitching, it ended. And the summer leagues basically ended outside of a few little ones here in the state of Mississippi. But all the ones that we send our players to off to other states, those, those were grounded. So, you know, I think coming back in the fall, hitters were behind the pitchers. And, and I think that's what happened early on particularly with the Golden Eagles, is we were behind. And as we got deeper in the season, the offense started picking up. But certainly the pitching staff staying healthy and being able to sustain that health throughout the season and also you know, producing the quality starts that our four starters uh, gave us uh, was, was a major, major factor in the, in the success. And I noticed after that second game uh, against Ole Miss, uh, you and, and Coach Bianco immediately locked in a in a long handshake and in a discussion behind home plate. To whatever degree you're comfortable sharing, Coach Barry, what did you and Coach Bianco talk about after after you guys were eliminated in that game? Well, certainly I congratulated him on on the win and wished him the best moving forward. I was really pulling for him. I have outstanding respect for Coach Bianco uh, because I feel like he has respect for Southern Miss, and I think it's 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 two way there. So. I have no problem uh, with that and uh, with congratulating him and, and hope he gets to Omaha. You know, I really do because um, he's a fine man and he does show us a lot of respect. And, and, and certainly that's, that's what was basically exchanged there. He, he complimented how tough a game and what our players and, and our team put up and a challenge for them. And, and he was glad it was over, you know, <laughs> he didn't want any more of it. So, um, I have a lot of respect for Mike. Let me tell you, Coach, uh, Coach Bianca spent the first five minutes of his postgame show on the Ole Miss Network talking about what you just said, his respect for you, for your baseball team, your program, how tenacious the baseball team was all weekend. And uh, he made his respect toward you and your program very, very clear uh, to the Ole Miss listening audience uh, when the game was over. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry. He's agreed to stick one more segment out with us. We're grateful for his time every week. Look forward to continuing the conversation on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Eagle Hour Live in Purvis at Ramey Motors this afternoon. Southern Miss to the top. 
Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. I drove by Campus Bookmark this morning, and I see USM Baseball on their billboard out front. That means they've got some great Southern Miss baseball apparel. And, man, what better time to go buy some baseball apparel than right now after this great year we've had uh, at Campus Bookmark. You can also shop them online at campusbookmark.net. We're at Ramey Motors down in Purvis. We're going to be bringing, I'm, I'm pretty sure, Dakota on the air here momentarily. But uh, we're going to do one more segment with uh, Coach Barry uh, before we let him go for the season. Coach, I, I wanted to ask you about this. It was a really odd year in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, obviously, the most obvious thing was were the four-game weekend series, which fortunately, I'll get you to comment on, we hear that's not going to happen again, and the reduced number of midweek games. So, two points to the question. Did the four-game series take a physical toll on your team and Conference USA teams? And what was the effect of fewer midweek games from a layman's standpoint, it would seem to me that that gave less time to, to work with some of your younger bullpen pitchers because you had fewer midweek games to play. Well, uh, the first part, the four-game weekend sets, yes, I think it did take a toll both both uh, physically, but I'm not sure if not more mentally. You know, on, on Mondays, you know, you're usually drained after a three-game series, but a four-game series, I'm telling you, you are emotionally drained. I mean, it's like hit the bed Monday night, and it's like you sleep like a rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, uh, you know, you're right. We are moving in a direction next year where I feel like that we'll be back to our normal three-game weekend series where we'll be playing everybody in the conference except for one. I think that has one more vote that has to be passed and approved, and so then we will we'll be fine with that. So, uh, you know, we had to do it, and I and I get it. I mean, so, but we we did do it. And everybody had to do it within the league. So, uh, you know, I think it was all even and fair because uh, everybody had to deal with it all. As far as the last midweek games, certainly it was not. A, it, it it didn't give us time to to get other people in the game, particularly particularly the uh, the pitchers. You know that that needed the work, the bullpen guys. It was an unusual year, Bob, where our, our starting pitchers went so deep into the games, and that's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. That's right. a good thing. But when you have two seven-inning games on the weekend and you've got a guy like Walker Powell and, and also uh, Ben Etheridge that covers seven innings, well, that's only one guy you use in those games. Right. Uh, so, you know, we didn't get a lot of the, the other bullpen guys' work that they needed to evaluate whatever, moving forward. And I kind of think it showed towards the end. You know, I think when we did uh, have to use them, we didn't get the results that we really wanted. But was it their fault? Or were they just not prepared for game-ready situations due to the lack of of opportunity to get them in there through the course of the year? So hopefully if we we do the three-game set, weekend like normal then we'll we'll be able to right. get back to to good midweek schedule let me take you back to the to the uh, regional just one more time had, had that game had that second game with Ole Miss been played at night the way it was originally scheduled to play would you was the plan to start Ben Etheridge in that game or would that have maybe altered the, the way you approached your your pitching in the in the in the championship game no, he would have started. I don't I think, think six hours allows you any more rest, you know, with somebody. You know, we, our our hope was that we didn't have to use Stanley and Powell, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, they had pitched already uh, earlier in, in the week with with uh, Hunter on Friday and then Walker on Saturday. So 
you know, they have never gone that short of rest before. So certainly from a safety and health standpoint, we didn't want to use them if we didn't have to. Uh, but, you know, obviously they wanted the ball. They knew what was on the line, and they're true competitors. But, you know, sometimes you've got to be the coach, and they have to be the player and make the best decision. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, we we did have to, to use them, and we had to use them a, a little bit earlier in the game and uh, than, than what we had originally planned or, you know, hoped that we wouldn't have to. So, uh, but, no, we would have still stayed with Ben. Okay, Ben's yeah. been our number three guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was no reason. he Of the four starters, he was the one that was most well-rested, only right. having thrown 38 pitches in that Friday game. Got to be tough to say goodbye to kids like Walker Powell and uh, Hunter. Am I right? Oh, it really is. I mean, truly outstanding young men who you've watched grow, especially – especially Walker, been here for six years. I mean, I can still remember the time that he and his mother and father sat down here at my table in my office on their way from Atlanta back to Arkansas and made a stop here on a Sunday afternoon, and we visited. And it seems like that was just yesterday, but it was six years ago. And just to watch that young man develop and compete and be one of the top pitchers that's ever pitched at Southern Miss. And then, of course, Hunter Stanley. Uh, the transition from a bullpen guy last year, mainly the back end of a game, to a phenomenal starter who who would who would take Friday night every night for us, and and give you that feeling that you were going to start off the weekend with with a win. And and both are tremendous young men, very respectful. They they uh, they uh, they represent our program, our our university, our community very well. So I. Yeah. To, to young men like that, for sure. I'm sure it is. Kelly, you got something else for Coach Barry? I do, Coach. You know, most conferences want to hang their their conference's reputation on the strength of its football conference, but right now, with Conference USA getting four postseason bids, I don't think there's any doubt that Conference USA now is, is rightfully so bragging about its baseball uh, composition. And now Jose Cruz Jr., breaking news out of Conference USA, that Jose Cruz Jr. is being hired as the new head baseball coach at Rice. Of course, his dad, or Jose Jose Cruz, you know, the all-star with the Houston Astros, was his dad. Jose Cruz Jr. has experience in the major leagues, most recently with Detroit. What does the hiring of somebody like Jose Cruz do to add to the legitimacy of Conference USA Baseball? Well, it certainly brings, you know, recognition uh, to, to Rice and to, to, the, uh, to the conference nationally. I mean, certainly a great MLB career, an alumni of, of Rice, so... I don't know. I don't know him personally. Um, you know, I'll be anxious to to get to know him and see what he's all about. But uh, you know, I think uh, you know certainly his time there, and it'll probably re-energize that that fan base uh, and, and give them a a real shot in the arm of excitement moving forward. And and we cer- we certainly hope though that he'll struggle greatly. <laughs> yes, we do. In the first well, couple of against the, three years, anyway. Eagles, yeah, at least when they play Southern Miss, yes, we hope he's yes. a failure. <laughs> and coach, social media reports uh, around the state are, are saying that that Billy Garrity and Fisher Norris have have left uh, the program. Is now your roster is going to going to be taking different shapes depending on the draft coming up in a month, so on and so forth. Is Anything you can uh, tell us about the the situation with Garrity and Norris? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, uh, both outstanding young men and appreciate everything that they have done here for us. Uh, 
and certainly wish them the best moving forward and uh, and nothing but the best for them. So two two quality young men uh, that you know un- unfortunately just didn't work out here, and uh, we uh, you know those that's that's part of what happens. Kelly, who's that young coach? Right. We talked to a young man from Pearl River was actually on the show a couple of weeks ago. A pitcher that signed with you, and and forgive me, I shouldn't bring it up if I can't remember the kid's name. Kelly, you refresh my memory on the yeah, the, their their relief uh, uh, relief pitcher, and I've even forgotten his his name now. Landon um, Harper. There you go, Landon Harper. Thank you yeah, very man. much. Yeah, he's a good one, isn't he? He is a good one. Yes, uh, we're very fortunate to get him and excited about his future with the Golden Eagles. Yeah, no question. All right, Coach, about 90 seconds left. Put a perspective if you can. Uh, I, I got the impression this has been a tough and emotional week for you and the baseball program uh, with the, you know, with the, by the way, Rick Cleveland described the Oxford Regional as the regional of the ages. Uh, the whole week, has it been difficult? Has it been tiring? Uh, can you kind of put that in perspective for us? Well, uh, you know, certainly the, the committee didn't do Oxford Regional any favors for anybody up there. I knew when when, when I saw the uh, the teams listed in that that it was going to be a really really tough regional uh, for 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 quality teams, uh, especially uh, you know ourselves, Ole Miss and Florida State traditionally. Uh, I knew Southeast Missouri had had played and won the the regular season and and won the uh, the tournament with the OBC, which is not easy to do. So, but you know, uh, just really, uh, you, you you look back and we went three and two in that regional. We beat every team in the regional. Um, you know, just that uh, you know we went one and one against uh, Ole Miss and uh, forced that deciding game. But you know, a great day on Sunday. It's never easy to beat a Florida State. No. Uh, in game one, and then and then have to beat Ole Miss at home in game two. But we were able to do that and just watch the chemistry of our team. Really, that made it easy, watching our guys play and just try to stay out of their way because they had it figured out, you know, right. in all honesty. They had it figured out. Right. Coach, it's been a great ride. So much fun uh, following the program this year. And uh, I, I hope you know how grateful we are to you that you are willing to come on with us each and every week during the baseball season. I know that our listeners appreciate it, and, and we appreciate you very much, Coach Perry. Well, likewise, thank you for all you do for Southern Miss, the Southern Miss fan base. And it's been a pleasure. It seems like the year has gone very quick, and they seem to go that that way even faster anymore. But we look forward to next year. And, and right now, we got to get all get fired up for Will Hall and, and there you go. Eagles football. Okay. All right, Coach. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. thank you, Bye-bye. Coach Scott Berry. Everybody, the finest person in the game of collegiate baseball. All right, Kelly Center, Michael Mergens, they're down at Ramey Motors in Purvis, and that's where we're going to go on the other side of the break. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, we want to thank baseball's coach Scott Berry, not only for today's interview, but uh, he's been with us uh, every week since the start of baseball. He's done that for the four years the show's been on the air. We're always uh, appreciative of Coach Berry and uh, always welcome our conversations with him and always enjoy, of course, talking 
Southern Miss Baseball. It's Friday. They had catfish at 4th Street Bar and Grill. I hate I missed it, but I guarantee you it was good. It's a delicious food five days a week. Great plate lunches for just $8.95. And uh, go down there late at night. You'll probably run into Kelly Sander babbling back in the back somewhere. Uh, as he's about to do it, Ramey Motors in Purvis, and I say bambling very affectionately, Mr. Sander. So uh, take it away, Kelly Sander, at, at the Ramey Motors in Purvis. Hey, a postscript on the, on the lunches at Fourth Street. The portions are really big too, and if you're if you're a full figured gal like me, like, <laughs> like you, me, you like those. Yeah, you, you like those bigger portions. You know, full they, figured they is that how, is that is that what you're going with these days? Full figured. <laughs> Well, Hus- Husky has Husky. kind of gone out of uh, out of has gone out of vogue. So <laughs> when you tell so, yes. me about your Husky, we are gym. dogs took offense to it. Yeah, that's, that's the right. It's very boxy, right, right, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we are at Ramey Motors on. Uh, high, I guess this is still considered five eighty nine, isn't it, Tony? As, yeah, as we get uh, to this side of uh, just. I guess that would be north of I-59 if you get off on the Purvis exit there on 589. Can't help but see Ramey Motors, the first major business on the, on the right-hand side. And we're talking a little bit about uh, cars today at Ramey Motors. And, Tony, never has there been a better time to trade cars in because your trade-in value is real high right now and interest rates are real low. Let's talk about both of those. Yeah, that's correct, Kelly. Yeah, so we got a lot to choose from. Um, and like Kelly mentioned, the uh, trade-in values uh, will shock you, will surprise you. So if, you, if you're definitely uh, wanting to upgrade, now is the time. Uh, you come by, uh, or you can call. We can get your van over the phone. We can give you a number of the phone before you even come in, shoot us some pictures. We're also still purchasing vehicles. We've been doing that a lot lately um, from individuals. Again, you can call, call the office at 769-456-7757. You can ask for myself. Or uh, Sam Clark, Drew Young, we'd be happy to get your van, give you a number. Like I said, over the phone, make it quick, easy. Uh, you don't have to wait two or three hours. We don't have to necessarily see it. We can give you a rough estimate over the phone, get you up here. But we got a lot you can uh, trade in and get. Like it, people's been taking advantage of it. So we've got a few uh, new units on the lot that were trade in. So. But part of the reason that trade in value is so high right now is because inventory, really across the country, is low, so that it's is, supply and demand. That is correct, and that is one one good thing here about Ramey Motors is we didn't hesitate. We didn't we we didn't get scared. We wanted to provide a nice inventory for our customers, and that's what we done. A lot of a lot of a lot of independent dealers uh, kind of pushed the brakes, slowed down a little bit. Uh, didn't go out there and get the units like we have. So we do have a large inventory, but that is true. New stores is hard to get anything. Harder to find anything. You can uh, just drive through Hattiesburg. You'll see a lot of empty lots. Uh, you won't see that here at Remy Motors. So, and interest rates too are as low as they've ever been. That's again supply and that demand. That is true. Well, the banks aren't getting as many chances to do financing because there's not that many vehicles to be sold. So they have to compete. So, with so they're a lot competing against each other a lot more. So you're seeing a lot of interest rates lower, even on used vehicles. I mean, you're seeing them in the low twos and three percent, where normally this time last year you'd be at a five or six. So interest rates have gotten a lot lower due to. Uh, the bank's competing more because there's not that many deals out there to get. So yeah, and and you millennials that are sitting at home and still getting your your uh, check to sit at <laughs> to, sit, to sit at home, boy, that just went over real well yeah, with the millennials, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, they'll not just tax season, but now they they got some free money on their hands. Exactly. Maybe, you know, this, yeah. This so, is the time as well. Yeah, it, it's it's been a crazy year, Kelly. It has uh, a lot of a lot of unknowns, what ifs, but hey, you still got to drive. Still got to go, even if you are sitting on the couch. 
You got to go to the bank to cash that check you just got. So, are, I mean, are, we, are we getting to the point, Tony, where sedans are going the way of the Buffalo? Because it seems like everybody's driving a truck. Now. That's it. The women are driving trucks. Well, the the miles per gallon is going up in the trucks. You know, normally where you're at fourteen, fifteen, now you're seeing a lot of trucks on the road that are getting nineteen, twenty. So you get a lot more from a truck, and uh, you do you do you see a lot of lot of lot more trucks on the road than you do. Than you do the four door sedans, um, and, and aren't some of the manufacturers? I mean, really, honestly, phasing out production. Yeah, I of mean, sedans. A, a lot of the well, they got these crossovers that's come out in years past, and I feel like that's if you look at the new Mustang, it don't even look like a four door sedan or a two door sedan. Four, it's, it's starting to look like more of a crossover. So, a lot of uh, a lot of changes. Um, you know, you hear all this electric stuff. Um, we actually drove a power boost the other day, which is a Ford F one fifty hybrid. So it has the the lithium batteries in there. Right. You would never think that. To me, that was kind of funny to get in a truck that size and have that power. So I was very impressed with it. So with all this going on, you might see a little more electric cars coming in. You might see a little more like that. Uh, it's kind of it's it's different. It's different. You know, I don't really know what to think of it, but uh, yeah, definitely. And like like we were talking about earlier, man, these chips they can't get in for these new cars. So the the shipments coming in are just not there. So it's, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff changing in the vehicle industry in the next couple of years. But sure. Ramey Motors is also also not just your uh, your drive-by dealership, as we might want to call it. It's uh, you also not only can you purchase your vehicles here, but your department over on the side. In fact, they're changing the oil in my car. You know, as we speak, knew I was going to be here today, get me in to get an oil change. They haven't said anything about the smell coming from my glove compartment. <laughs> so, uh, uh, or the trunk. Yeah. Yes, or, or the trunk. So, But that's part of it. Yeah, absolutely. We are full service. Um, we also uh, offer tires, lift kits. Uh, we do all that as well. And uh, if you've ever been to Ramey Motors or drove by, you know we have a lot to offer out here. We're... Uh, a one-stop shop, if you would. Anything with a motor, a man paradise. So, I mean, we got everything from lawnmowers to boats to steel products, weed eaters. We got a bunch of pressure washers. Um, it's gas, a grass cutting season. You know, I know you might, probably don't cut a whole lot of grass. No, that's for sure. I but, don't. Uh, <laughs> I said grass, and he smiled. But we we're talking about cutting grass. Now we have. Uh, we picked up a new brand. We picked up uh, Husqvarna. The lawn. Yeah, Kelly, the lawn. Oh, the lawn. Okay. The lawn. You. There you go. Yeah, yeah we picked up uh, Husqvarna, and we like we've always offered the Gravely. Uh, uh, zero turn mowers. So we picked up a new brand. So we got a little more to offer at uh, all kinds of budgets. We got package deals that come with the trailers, um, as well as your weed heaters, blowers, all of that as well. So I, I think one of the things that that people are always wondering about is, well, where is where is the inventory? Why isn't it happening? Well, duh. I mean, nobody was working during COVID. Yeah, all the factories shut down. Yeah. Is there any idea if in, inside your industry, trade magazines or whatever, for the people that you talk to? Any indications as to when things will start to loosen up? A really, little? they won't tell you anything. It's like they're they don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. So I mean, it's a lot of you don't know what you're getting when a truck pulls up and the doors open. It's Christmas morning. You get in there and say, "Oh, we got a two wheel drive four wheeler." You just don't know what you're getting. So the days of making big orders and getting exactly what you ordered coming in, yeah, I don't know. They're saying year or two. It's just they're so far behind, um, especially with the Honda, like. Uh, Honda, we're we're very slim on Honda right now, and that's the main reason with that. But everybody is. I mean, it is tough. But but in but, your in your years in the industry, Tony, and and here at Remy Motors, have you ever seen a climate that's better for automobile trade-ins and purchasing automobiles? Not, and and the biggest fear is you you know you hear it all the time. Yeah, I can get great trade-in, but then I'm what am I going to replace it with? 
And that, that is, vehicles, the values have went up. So if you did buy a vehicle two years ago and you had to roll some negative equity in or you, you put a lot of miles on your truck and it might not be worth what you owe on it, now's the time to do that. So we're actually getting a lot of people out of the negative equity. And uh, another thing with the banks, why the interest rates are so low is banks look at it, what they call loan-to-value, okay? So if the in the book every, every the book the NADA values have went up on across the board on every vehicle, so whereas a vehicle was worth forty five now it's worth fifty two, well if we can still sell it to you for forty five now that your LTV your loan to value is lower because the bank says it's worth fifty two instead of forty five, so with that being said that's another reason these interest rates have come down because of the values of the vehicles have skyrocketed, so I mean if, if and then you're positive equity on your trade because it's worth more than what you paid for it two years ago in some cases you know you're getting that lower ltv which is bringing the interest rate down which is bringing your payment down as well so you you can there it's, it's a great opportunity to get out of a bad situation if you're currently in a bad situation in fact ne- negative equity was the name of my college band was it <laughs> I, yeah negative equity and then, all, the, what would you cover well we did we just did just about everything but once people actually heard us play we changed the name from negative equity to going nowhere right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of uh, of our band and you guys still working uh, six days a week and rocking and rolling down yeah. here right eight huh? to five Monday through Friday and nine to two on Saturdays um, yeah, still here every day. Man. Is there anything specifically you guys are looking for to act to uh, enhance? Diesel trucks, diesel trucks for sure. Uh, I know everyone in the country is looking for diesel trucks, but as soon as we get one on the lot, pictures get uploaded. We it's, it, it's shipping to Texas, it's shipping to Colorado, all over the country, man. We are selling them nationwide. You can't keep them on the lot. So. And you don't, although they'd love to see your smiling face here, you just mentioned your, your internet, so you've got everything online, too. Can I fill in the blanks there? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, we do actually have an in-house guy that does our deliveries as well, um, depending on how far. You know, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, you know, neighboring states, he'll bring it to your front door. Um, so we can do a lot of the stuff over the phone, um, as well as the internet, yeah. And we take great pictures. I mean, most vehicles have 50 pictures online, so we do a lot pictures. of virtual, a lot of virtual, a lot of virtual shopping with us. RamyMotors.com or RamyMotorsMS from Mississippi. That's it. That's R-A-M-E-Y RamyMotorsMS.com for pictures of uh, all the vehicles that they have available for you. And don't forget, never have trading values been higher, and never have interest rates been lower. They know it all at Ramey Motors, and this is where you need to be for your next vehicle. We'll take a break and wrap up this Friday edition of the Eagle Hour after we burn this time out as we continue live from Ramey's in Purvis. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour on a Friday afternoon. This segment sponsored by D1 and D-Bat. What a great place to take your child if they're into baseball or softball. Also, if you're an adult and uh, you want to get in better shape, you want to get ready to play tennis, golf, whatever it is uh, your sport is, uh, D1 is a great place to do that. Uh, Great staff down there, state-of-the-art facilities, and uh, they look forward to serving you at D1 and D-Bat. Also, want to thank Ramey Motors for having us down this afternoon. We're down there once a month. We have a fantastic relationship with all the guys down there. We're very grateful for their support of the Eagle Hour, and we encourage you to uh, give them a chance. I know 
Uh, Luke's bought lawnmowers there. I've bought generators. Uh, They've got just about everything uh, you can imagine uh, at Ramey Motors. It is kind of a guy's paradise, that is for sure. And uh, we hope that you'll do business with them. Kelly and Michael are at Ramey Motors. And, guys, you know, baseball is now over. And I think with our concluding uh, interview with uh, Coach Barry, that'll be – we're going to try to get Hunter Slater and Walker Powell on the show next week. Uh, to talk to those young men. But uh, that's going to kind of wrap it up for baseball as we move now to football season. And, Kelly, you know, the other day I I, I pointed out to Michael Bergens that we're less than 90 days away from Fitzmagic and the Washington Redskins, and he got so excited. Do you see the excitement on his face now? I don't remember this conversation. (laughs) I don't. Are you sure? We do, I know I'm. You know, at 44, my mind's slipping a little bit. But I don't. I don't recall that. And I don't. I don't recall a team called the Washington Redskins. Yeah, who's that? Come on, come on, guys. The, the football, the, the Washington, Washington football, football team. team. That's right? correct. The team with no you name. Know, but, but if you're going to talk, if you're going to talk football, you better know what you're talking about because Mergen's. You know, I mean, he's a Bears fan. Birthplace of. Of football was with the uh, Hallis and the and the Chicago Bears. Is that know? the oldest so, NFL really, football Bob, team? The Bears? No, it's uh, it's the uh, Cardinals. Actually, they the organization formed in the late eighteen hundreds, but it was the Chicago Cardinals, mm-hmm. and uh, technically they are the oldest. The Duluth Pretty Eskimos, cool. they were up in there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in there. I don't yeah. know. But uh, really, the busiest football coaches on campus at Southern Miss, Bob, are, uh, speaking of football, the football coaches. The next couple oh, of yeah. weeks, uh, they've had camp. They've had camp all this week. And this weekend now, for the next two weekends, uh, the coaches are going to be inter- entertaining what, what they uh, generally have regarded as the most talented uh, athletes to come through in a while. One of the things that... The coaches have said that they want to they want to do is not count themselves out in any recruiting situation. They don't want to mm-hmm. they don't want to scratch a kid's name off the list saying we can't get him, you know. So they're making a, a real attempt to get some of these guys that normally they would have passed on, thinking we won't get them anyway. Mm-hmm. So and I and I think that's admirable that they're not they're not selling themselves short. And selling what Southern Miss has to offer short. So some yeah. really big names, and of course. Uh, they won't tell us specifically. We'll be getting some words here or there and names, you know, leaking out, but they can't tell us that officially. Right. But some really talented kids the next couple of weekends who so they're going to try to to um, really put on a nice dog and pony show, you know, to get them to Southern Miss, and that's well, important. Well, you know what the you know what the storyline is that's going to develop here shortly when we when we get through July and and uh, fo- it's hard to believe football is what two months away. Uh, the storyline is going to seven days. I think there we go. The storyline is going to be who is the quarterback at Southern Miss. That that's going to dominate the preseason camp. And I wonder about this highly recruited kid uh, out of Taylorsville. I believe I'm right about that. Keys. Does he have a chance to right. start, Kelly, or do you think uh, do you think the young man that finished the season uh, is the guy that has to be beaten out? Yeah, it's it's unrealistic to think that that Keys, as talented as he is, and a, a two sport, you know, uh, athlete, football and baseball, to play as high a level as he has. But with all due respect to Taylorsville and the Tartars are like kings of baseball. Um, it's still a two A school and soon to be a one A school, if I'm not mistaken. So to ask an athlete on that size of a stage to step on, you know, to a stage the size of of Southern Miss's stage, uh, is not not realistic. Um, right. So he'll he'll be a, 
a work in you know project that they're going to continue to work on. But um, I think you're going to. I'm I'm telling you, I, I really am excited. I, the over under in Vegas for wins for the Southern Miss football team this fall is five and a half, and I'm all over the over. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. all over the over. But you got to have a quarterback, Kelly. You got You got to. You got to have a good quarterback, I think, on college, college oh, level, yeah. and the and the pro level to win. Yeah, but but Lowe is the guy. Trey Lowe is the guy. I mean, yeah. he had a great spring training. In fact, the expectations that they had for him, the new staff I'm talking about, they didn't know him from Adam's house cat. But in spring in spring drills, he had a terrific spring drills that he overperformed from what the coaches were expecting. So Trey Lowe is your quarterback, I think. You know, go, barring injury. Or something totally unexpected. I would be shocked if Trey Lowe wasn't a solid number one quarterback for the Eagles this fall. What, what did you say about the house cat? No, Wait, he, he did, didn't know him from Adam's house cat. Have you picked up on that, have Michael? We that? didn't know from Adam's house cat, and they went by the way of the buffalo all in all in one segment. I think you got that in. I wrote it down. I'm writing a book with uh, Kellyisms right. and negative right, equity. The, negative equity. Negative yeah. equity. The trifecta. I like that for a band. Yeah, yeah, it is good. The yeah. hat trick and one day by Kelly Santer. Our thanks to Thank Raymond Motors for having us down there today. Always enjoy our time there. Thanks to Scott Perry for joining us, too. Hope you have a great weekend, a restful weekend after the baseball tornado that blew through the last couple of weekends. We'll be back on the air with you Monday. And until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.